98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines. South Korea's president says North Korea is prepared to let experts supervise the closure of its missile launch facility. The jury in the so-called Yoga Ball murder trial has retired to consider whether Chinese university professor Ko Kim Sun is guilty of killing his wife and daughter and a lawyer for the woman who accuses the U.S. Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh of sexual assault says that her client won't testify before the Senate until the FBI carry out a probe. At the end of a two-day summit with the North Korean leader Kim Jong-un, the South Korean president has said Pyongyang is prepared to close its missile launch facility at Tongchan-ri under expert supervision. Moon Jae-in added that Pyongyang was prepared to take additional steps, such as closing its main Yongbyon nuclear complex if the United States took reciprocal measures. If independent inspectors are allowed into the borders of North Korea to see the destruction of this missile test site, it would be a huge victory for President Moon. When he went to Pyongyang, certainly here in Seoul um, and elsewhere around the world, there's an element of scepticism that Kim Jong-un is not genuine, that perhaps the South Korean president wanted this too much. Well, if he manages to get those independent experts into the country, then that would be a huge win. BBC's Laura Bicker there. The jury in the so-called yoga ball murder trial has retired to consider whether Chinese university professor Ko Kim Sun is guilty of killing his wife and daughter after the judge finished wrapping up the evidence presented by both sides. Mr Ko is accused of poisoning his wife and daughter by putting a yoga ball filled with carbon monoxide in his wife's car in 2015. Before sending the jurors out, Madam Justice Juliana Barnes reminded them a valid verdict would be at least 7-2, to two, but she hoped the jury could reach a unanimous verdict. A man who cheated numerous government departments out of more than $1.1 million in salary until he applied for a job with the anti-corruption agency will find out next month whether he's been spurred jail. Maggie Hill reports. The district court has adjourned the sentencing of Poon Hoi Khan to October the 16th, pending a community service order report. But the judge said he wasn't bound by the recommendation of the probation officer, and a 41-year-old defendant could still go to jail. Mr. Poon swindled over a million dollars from various government departments after forging an Australian university certificate for a course he was enrolled in but failed to graduate. Using the certificate, he applied and gained six jobs between 2004 and 2013 with the Student Financial Assistance Agency and the Home Affairs Department. In 2013, he applied to join the ICAC Graphbusters, but refused to complete the checking process, prompting the agency to investigate. Mr. Poon pleaded guilty to four counts of using a copy of false instrument and two counts of obtaining pecuniary advantage by deception. He's been released on bail. The chairman of the Hong Kong General Chamber of Commerce, Aaron Haralela, says manufacturing and logistics are the worst hit industries here from the ongoing Sino-US trade spat. China has announced tariffs on 60 billion US dollars worth of imports from the United States in response to President Trump's decision to levy further tariffs on 200 billion dollars worth of Chinese goods. President Trump has warned he'll retaliate further. Mr. Haralela says it's very difficult for companies to prepare for what's ahead. Very difficult for them because a lot of SMEs don't 
have that much access to information. The tariffs that come, there's a huge amount of uncertainty. Nobody really knows what the Trump administration is going to do next. So it's essentially just pushing forward as many orders as you can, as quickly as you can on the one hand, and holding back buying all the individual goods that create those products. So it's a bit complicated for SMEs here in Hong Kong. President Trump said he would talk to China if they wanted to. We're making a lot of headway with China. China wants to come over and talk, and we are always open to talking. But we have to do something. We have a tremendous trade imbalance with China, tremendous trade deficit. And the way I look at it, last year we lost over $500 billion to China. We can't do that. Meanwhile, Premier Li Keqiang has said that the world is at crossroads and must choose between protectionism and globalization. He was speaking at a World Economic Forum event in Tianjin. A 43-year-old motorcyclist has died in Sangsoi after reportedly hitting a water barrier the roadside. The accident happened just after 11pm on the Fanling Highway near Nam Po. A grassroots concert group has accused the government of using poor living conditions to lure the public into supporting controversial land supply options like reclamation. Opinions over different plans to boost land supply remain divided, as dozens of delegations attended LegCo public hearing to voice their views before the government's land supply task force ends its public consultation later this month. While several Greek groups spoke out against reclamation and developing parts of the city's country parks, other groups blasted the consultation for being biased. Jay Yam is from the Concerning Grassroots Housing Rights Alliance. The government is actually protecting the interest, the rights of those rich. So um, they ignore our public interest in uh, social housing. The government actually take advantage of the poor to carry out some controversial uh, reclamation or national park development. So if the government is really cares about us, we think the government must open up those um, golf courses. Ringo Yu, the president of the Institute of Engineers, says reclamation will benefit not only his sector, but also the general public. He spoke to an interpreter. Engineers, yes, they will be the ones to benefit at the early stage. But then for others, they will also benefit from the project at the later stages. In the previous century, Hong Kong resorted to a lot of reclamation to resolve the problem of uh, lack of housing land. Now, since year 2000, the government has stopped reclamation. As a result, we have to live with the problem of severe shortage of land. Property prices increase as a result. For long-term development, we need reclamation to create land. It is imminent. And around 90 farm owners and conservation groups have signed a joint statement demanding that idle agricultural land not be used for housing. They want the government to develop the sector and protect farmland. Public is being consulted on finding land for homes. One of the options is to use developers' land reserves in rural areas. The Conservation the Association is among these signatories. Here's its campaign manager, Roy Ng. We do think preserving Hong Kong agricultural development is very important to our city planning and development. Particularly in these few years, we do consider that a rural environment is very important. And of course, in the rural environment, agriculture is one of the main components. So under this situation, we will say agriculture should be further conserved in our Hong Kong city. 
A lawyer for the woman who accuses the US Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh of sexual assault says that her client won't testify before the Senate until the FBI carry out a probe into the allegations. Christine Blasey Ford had been asked to testify before the Judiciary Committee on Monday, but the committee chairman said there was no reason to postpone the session. BBC's Peter Bowes reports. Speaking through her lawyers, Christine Blasey Ford says an investigation should be the first step before she's put on national television to relive what she describes as a traumatic and harrowing incident. While she doesn't rule out the possibility of appearing before the Senate Judiciary Committee on Monday, plans for the hearing have been thrown into doubt. Earlier, Republican senators said Professor Ford had been offered the opportunity to appear at either a public or private hearing. The European Union's Brexit negotiator, Michel Barnier, says the EU is ready to improve its proposal to Britain on how to manage the Irish border after Brexit. It said a new Irish backstop proposal would be about a set of technical checks, not a physical border on sea or land. We are clarifying which goods arriving in Northern Ireland from the rest of the UK would need to be checked and where, when and by whom these checks could be performed. We can also clarify that most checks can take place away from the border, at the company premises or in the markets. Last month, Mr Barnier said the problem of the Irish border could still scuffle any deal. A British satellite has successfully deployed a net in space to demonstrate how to capture human-made debris stuck in orbit around the Earth. It's part of a series of trials showcasing ways to remove, of removing around 7,500 tonnes of space junk, which is increasingly posing a risk to active satellites. This is the BBC's Jonathan Amos. The aptly named Remove Debris satellite took a video of its net experiment. This shows a small shoebox-sized object tumbling end over end. Suddenly, a bright web appears, fired from the satellite, which extends outwards and smothers the box. There's been much talk about the need to clean up space, but the University of Surrey's satellite is the first to try out practical solutions. Shortly, Remove Debris will test a new camera system to track space junk and a harpoon with which to snare it. There are now millions of discarded pieces of metal and other materials in orbit, everything from old rocket segments to tools dropped accidentally by astronauts. Research shows urban air pollution, mostly from vehicles, is associated with an increased risk of dementia. The study published in BMJ Open Medical Journal followed over 130,000 people living in the Greater London area and found a fifth of those with greater exposure to nitrogen dioxide and fine particulates, known as PM2.5, were 40% more likely to be afflicted than a fifth residing in areas with better air quality. Business news, and a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 27,348. That's 264 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $50 billion. US dollars trading 112.35 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 16 cents. The pound is worth $10.32. Sport now, and here's Demon Pang. Thanks, Robert. Let's start with football, and there's a winning start for last season's beaten finalists in the Champions League. Out towards Firmino, right corner of the penalty area, into the box. Firmino still going. Can he get his shot away? Oh, he can, you know. Oh, yes, he can. Firmino with a dramatic winner for Liverpool. Bobby Firmino was the hero for Liverpool. Fresh off an eye injury over the weekend, he came off the bench to score the winner in stoppage time and Reds beat Paris Saint-Germain 3-2 in their Champions League opener. Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp was a happy man. 
good performance against the outstandingly strong opponent. So it was necessary that we played good. Atmosphere was fantastic. So special to do these things in that stadium. And、um, so, yeah, it was nice. Things weren't as good for Tottenham. They were left ruining their missed chances after losing 2-1 to Inter Milan in Italy. The BBC's John Murray was at the San Siro. Spurs snatched the lead early in the second half when Christian Eriksen's deflected shot looped over goalkeeper Handanovic. Lamella had chances to give Tottenham a clear lead, but then suddenly it all changed. Mauro Icardi equalised with a stunning volley, and in the second minute of added time, Matias Vecino headed the Inter winner following a corner. It means Tottenham are already up against it in this tough group in which they play Barcelona at Wembley next. Leo Messi was the man again for Barcelona in the Group B win, and the BBC's Rob Schofield has the rest of the Champions League action. Lionel Messi scored a record eighth Champions League hat trick as his Barcelona side soared off PSV Eindhoven four nil at the New Camp. Usman Dembele with the goal of the game, though, before defender Samuel Umtiti was sent off for a second yellow card. Europa League and Super Cup holders Atletico Madrid came from a goal down to win two one at Monaco in Group A, while Borussia Dortmund beat an impressive Club Brugge one nil in Belgium. In Group C, while Liverpool and PSG were playing out a classic at. Field. The same can't be said for Red Star Belgrade against Napoli, that finished goalless. While in Group D, Schalke shared the spoils with Porto one all. While Galatasaray moved top of the group with a three nil win over Lokomotiv Moscow. Hong Kong cricketers almost pulled an upset against India at the Asian Cup in Dubai. They lost by 26 runs to an Indian side that rested some players. Our cricket correspondent Sonia Chowdhury says the Hong Kong team showed they belong. What that match showed that Hong Kong deserves a lot more cricket against the top sides. India might have been a tad rusty. They have been returning from the UK only days ago. Have chosen to rest a few players in the game, but I doubt they would have expected that kind of a brilliant chase from Hong Kong like the one they endured. And all the credit should go to the way Captain Anshuman Rudd company went about their business. The decision to field first, restricting India to 285 after it looked like they could have scored 325, and the cool and collected manner in which they added 174 for the first wicket and gave India a huge scare. Hats off to that performance. And that's your spot. And finally, the American children's TV program Sesame Street has been moved to refute claims by a former writer that its characters Ernie and Bert are a gay couple. Mark Salzman said he had always envisaged the cohabiting pair, known for their close on-screen rapport, to be in a loving relationship. But the show stressed that puppets do not have a sexual orientation. In response, social media users have pointed to various examples of heterosexual puppet relationships, including in the Muppets. To end the news, the top stories once again. South Korea's president says North Korea is prepared to let experts supervise the closure of its missile launch facility, and the jury in the so-called Yogabol murder trial has retired to consider whether Chinese university professor Ko Kim Sing is guilty of killing his wife and daughter. The news from RTHK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, Coffee smell and lilac skin, you're flaming me.
Even now you're undressed in your dreams with me.